auto dealers. Are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Welcome to Daily Drive for Thursday, July 28th, 2022. I'm your host, Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, EV tax credits are alive again in the U.S. Senate. We've got the latest Q2 earnings numbers, including record results from Stellantis. And a former U.S. auto executive could be part of a swap to get Brittany Griner home from Russia. Plus, a look at GM's lackluster second quarter and its evolving plans for EVs with reporter Hannah Lutz. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. U.S. Senator Joe Manchin seems to have had a change of heart about EV tax credits. A breakthrough deal between the conservative West Virginia Democrat and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer includes an extension of those credits. Manchin previously called the idea of the federal government subsidizing EVs, quote, ludicrous. The deal is a big win for EV makers like General Motors and Tesla, whose buyers are not eligible for the tax credits because those automakers have already sold more than 200,000 EVs in the U.S. Toyota's EV and plug-in hybrid now get half of the current $7,500 credit as part of a one-year wind-down. The new credit will be included in a broader legislative package that revives key portions of President Joe Biden's domestic political agenda. It includes almost $370 billion in climate and energy spending, while reducing the federal debt by raising taxes on high earners and large corporations. Stellantis posted record results for the first half despite headwinds including raw material inflation and semiconductor scarcity. CFO Richard Palmer said the strong performance was supported by sales of high-margin vehicles, including EVs. Adjusted earnings before interest and taxes rose 44%, to about $12.5 billion in the first half. Stellantis does not report quarterly financial results. But Ford does, and the automaker is also enjoying a bit of a financial boon. It posted second quarter net income of almost $670 million. That's up 19% from the same period last year. Its adjusted earnings before interest and taxes more than tripled from a year earlier to $3.7 billion, while revenue jumped 50%, topping $40 billion. We've got more earnings news from automakers and suppliers, including Volkswagen, Mitsubishi, and Nissan at autonews.com. Rivian says it's cutting its workforce by 6%. The EV maker says the move is part of a restructuring process to better align its headcount with business priorities. Rivian says it will not cut jobs at its factory in Normal, Illinois. The electric vehicle startup has struggled to increase production of its R1T pickup, the newly launched R1S SUV, and Amazon commercial vans because of parts shortages. Production improved from about 2,500 units in the first quarter to 4,400 in the second quarter. It's scheduled to report second quarter financial results on August 11th. Former Borg Warner Global Security Chief Paul Whelan could be part of a prisoner swap with Russia that would also bring WNBA star Brittany Griner home to the U.S. 
Secretary of State Antony Blinken said he intends to speak with Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov about a substantial deal to free Griner and Whelan. A person familiar with the offer said it would swap them for imprisoned Russian arms dealer Victor Boot. Whelan has been imprisoned in Russia since 2018. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, weren't we just talking about how those EV tax credits are dead in the U.S. Senate? Are you surprised that Senator Manchin seems to think he can live with them as part of this deal? It was a, a shocking turn of events uh, last night. And uh, Manchin said that the debt reduction elements were really important to him. But it also looks like there was some interesting, uh, some trickery played on the Republicans. Uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said he would not support the Chips and Science Act as long as Democrats were trying to push budget reconciliation to uh, advance the President Biden's agenda. The Chips and Science Act passed the Senate earlier this week, and then Joe Manchin turned around and said he's on board with all these plans, so or a skinnied up version of these plans. So very interesting. Uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Could be quite a fight in the House. Very interesting plot twist. And as we said earlier, those EV tax credits would be a big boost for GM. Coming up, we'll hear from our own Hannah Lutz about GM's EV plans and its rocky second quarter results. That's next on Daily Drive. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory. Sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. General Motors had a bit of a disappointing second quarter when it came to earnings. They were down 40% from the same period last year, but the Detroit automaker is still making money and it's got big product plans. GM is making a big push on EVs and expects to offer as many as 30 electric models in the US by 2026. I spoke with Automotive News GM reporter Hannah Lutz about all of it Here's our conversation. Anna Lutz, welcome back to Daily Drive. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for having me. You have had a busy week on the GM beat. Uh, we had earnings this week. GM uh, net income fell about 40% uh, in the second quarter from a year earlier. 
what were the main levers? I know, you know, Cruise lost more money in the second quarter. GM Financial earned less than it had before. Uh, what, what were kind of the big, the other big levers and, and what's GM doing about it? Most of it was driven by low chip supply. So GM sales were, were down in the second quarter. They had lower than expected parts towards the end of the quarter, and they decided to hold 95,000 vehicles that were awaiting those parts. And that decision really affected earnings. They have already begun to ship some of those vehicles um, at the end of July, and they will all be shipped by year end. So they're definitely more optimistic about the second half of the year and they're saying that they will they'll meet their their year end adjusted earning guidance. So first of all, the uh, the chip supply and the the lower sales volume that's probably what drove the GM financials uh, GM financial the captive units uh, lower profit just not enough loans to process. Right, lower originations because the inventory wasn't there. Right, right, and so then like you said, they GM held on to the full year forecast. You, sometimes that kind of sends a strong signal to Wall Street. You know, well, the second quarter wasn't so great, but we're still looking at uh, meeting our full year goals. You, you know, they're really saying the second half is going to be a billion or two billion better than the first half. But they didn't really get the enthusiasm from Wall Street for that. Yeah, and maybe it was because these ninety five thousand vehicles that they had to hold it was sort of a surprise. It came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So maybe the analysts are a little skeptical because of that. But GM said that they have 250,000 vehicles in inventory right now. That's mostly in transit. And they still expect full year production to um, be 25 to 30% higher than production in 2021. So they do seem very confident in, in chip supply for the third and fourth quarter. You've also been writing about GM's uh, future product plans. Of course, uh, you wrote that's the initial piece of our extended series, uh, the future product pipeline, where we look at at all of the automakers, all of the brands. And GM's kind of, you know, over the year, the recent years kind of been, you know, walking this line. They're they're aiming for zero emissions and, and an all EV lineup. But they've always said, hey, we're we're, we're going to make gas burning vehicles, especially pickups and, and big SUVs, you know, as long as the market demands them and maybe as long as the government allows them. But we kind of got a little more clarity on that as you dug into the to their product plans. Right. So company-wide for the U.S., they always say that they aspire to be all electric by, by 2035. So they do give themselves a little bit of uh, wiggle room there. But when you break it down brand by brand, they've already said that Cadillac and Buick will be all electric by 2030. So that gives them a deadline. We looked through 2026 in this future product series. So looking through 2026, they do have some flexibility in when they retire those internal combustion models and they can still meet the the 2030 deadline. For Chevy and GMC, it's a little less clear. Um, They're rolling out EVs in the next few years, but there aren't really known end dates for a lot of their namesakes, especially the the pickups and the full-size SUVs, because really those are their money makers and those are what are funding their their EV vision. Well, and they really have come, uh, not just in, in your reporting, but even in their public statements, they, they've really come out with some high volume or at least high vol- EVs in high volume segments uh, for the Chevy brand, right? We've got the, the Blazer, uh, the Equinox, and a little past the horizon there, some uh, some sort of interesting affordable crossover uh, that they're developing with Honda. Right, and the Silverado EV as well. So Chevy has really um, 
made some big news lately about its EV plans. Last week, um, we heard more about the the Blazer EV, which is scheduled to go on sale next year. In the fall, early fall, we should know more about the Equinox. But at the same time, they're touting their internal combustion vehicles. So this week, we heard more about the 2023 Colorado, which has been redesigned. It's um, longer and it has higher horsepower. It's um, it has more off-road capabilities. So they're really investing in, in both gas-powered and electric vehicles. And this Colorado, it's exclusively gas-burning? No diesel, no electric? Yes, it is gas-burning only. No diesel, no electric. Diesel, they, they talked about, this doesn't mean that they will eliminate diesel from the whole Chevy lineup. I wondered about that, if this was a hmm. sign of a transition away from diesel. It's not. The engine that they're they're using, a 2.7 liter, ended up performing better than than diesel would have. They said so. That's why they decided just to go with one engine with a few different variants. One engine across uh, an entire product like that—that's definitely gained some uh, some efficiency. You know, Bat, you mentioned the the Buick and Cadillac, and of course we've seen you know EVs really have their best success, a lot of their best success uh, at that high end where you can charge customers for the new technology and, you know, that will can pay for the expensive batteries that are in them. The the conundrum there for me is like Cadillac has been so identified with the Escalade, you know, for so many years. And it is, you know, it is as big and hulking as any vehicle, any gas burning vehicle they make. Uh, there is an electric version of the Escalade in the works, right? That seems like a hard one to pivot from. There is. Um, there's an electric version of the Escalade and the longer ESV coming at some point. We, we don't know exactly when. And I would expect those vehicles to coexist. So the gas-powered Escalade to run until, like, as long as it can. So probably till 2030, um, while the electric will come out a few years before them. So they'll have some time to, to sell side by side. Hannah Lutz is GM reporter here at Automotive News. You can find all of her coverage on autonews.com. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on electrification, earnings results, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation about the impact of parts shortages on auto dealership service departments. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.